aim to go for a good four hours, yeah? Oh, good God. I had a dream. Almost like a premonition. There's an attack coming. My lord, this world will fall. I need warriors. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves. How do you know your team's strong enough? If you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't wave the red cape at it. here for a reason and even if it takes you the rest of your life find out what that reason is they said the age of heroes would never come again Welcome to the Nerds Who Isolated Themselves, Episode 5, The Snyder Cut, uh, with yes, added yes. slow-mo, scenes, and colour saturation. Um, and spiky yes. bits. And spiky bits. And uh, yodelling yeah. women. Yes, well, we'll get on to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is the second part of the Episode 5, the bit where we talk about the Snyder Cut. Like I say, we put it separate so that people who are worried about spoilers or aren't interested in listening to it, don't have to, or, you know, can avoid the spoilers and come back to it at a later date. Um, yeah, so we've both watched the Snyder Cut. Um, neither of us has actually discussed it because we were saving it for this. So I don't know what you th- felt about it, and you don't know what I felt about it. Um, nope. So let's put a bit of history into it then before we dive into the film. What okay. were your feelings on Man of Steel and Batman v Superman? So I actually watched them before, like the same day. See, I contemplated doing that. But... Actually, no, I didn't watch Man of Steel. I watched Bat- um, Batman vs. Superman. And, um, I, yeah, I, I dislike that film, I'll be honest. But um, and then did you I watch the non- theatrical cut? Sorry. Or the ultimate yes, of what? Of Batman v Superman. The theatrical cut or the director's? The th- I think it was the theatrical cut I, I watched. Because there are people who will tell you that you should have watched the extended cut. Which I've only seen the extended cut of Batman v Superman. Oh, I'm not sure, actually, I'll be honest. Was it like two and a half hours long, or did it just feel like it? (laughs) It just felt like it. (laughs) It was was whatever was on Sky. Uh, Sky Movers. That might be the ultimate edition, or whatever they called it. Yeah. Did it have Jimmy Olsen in it? Yes, yeah, yes, killed yeah. off at the beginning. I'm pretty sure that's the ultimate edition. He got killed off, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's Zack Snyder's big edgy thing. Oh, okay. is he brought in Jimmy Olsen and killed him because, ooh. 
Yes, um, it was that episode. It so was that I, one. Yeah, it was. I, I think that makes it clear where I stand on both Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. I think yeah. people who've listened to this for long enough know that I dislike Man of Steel and I dislike Batman v Superman. I don't. I, I've watched the Ultimate Edition rather than the theatrical edition because everybody said it was better. It was not. Um, my feelings on it there are people that like them and more power to them that's cool just for me they're films that look really nice made by a guy who doesn't understand the characters in his films he's doing everything he does is through the prism of Watchmen in those films it's like what would Superman be like if it was through the prism of Watchmen it's like we'd be a miserable fucking twat what would Batman be like well he'd be a murderous miserable twat (laughs) fundamentally <laughs> decides he hates Superman because reasons yeah but like I say there are things in that those films that are visually very nice Snyder's got a great eye for putting comic book visuals onto a screen it's just away from that he doesn't really have a lot going on in those films as far as I'm concerned like I say the I've said it before the scene at the beginning of Affleck running into the fucking storm of the buildings crumbling hmm it's like that's Batman. The way he makes Batman move, where he files the grapple gun and swings out and that. But the rest of it is just horseshit. It's like you don't get Superman, you don't get Batman, you arguably don't get Wonder Woman. Although I do love the bit where Doomsday like smacks Wonder Woman and she bleeds a little bit and she just smiles and goes straight back into the fight. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. But but yeah, and then you said you I watched mean, the theatrical cut of Justice League. Yes, I did, because I, I couldn't remember if I'd seen it or not. Turns out I don't think I had seen it, or I didn't pay much attention to it. So, so I actually watched that in the morning. Okay. What are your feelings on the theatrical cut? I, I, I didn't think it was too bad. No, um, I quite, I I quite like it. Yeah, it's, it's I, shit. It's absolute shit. It, it, it I quite like shit. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, but it's, it, it goes, it runs quite nicely. It's got some nice humour in it some of the I mean it's, visually it's lovely um, yeah it was just you know it was uh, it, yeah it passed a couple of hours you know it was didn't take it yeah it was, I enjoyed it it was it was quite good I would say you know you're not it wasn't a Marvel movie no it, it um, shouldn't be but even though they brought I think, in I, the, I think it's because I started watching it thinking oh this is going to be terrible let's get up same, exactly the same yeah but, um, but, like I say, I quite enjoyed it. it it's flawed and it's a mess. And mm. But it's largely things that, as we'll discuss, were there anyway. Because it is mm. natu- the nature of the beast of doing a Justice League film before you've set up the characters individually. Yes, it was a rush. As I you said to the Avengers, before? we had a, two Iron Man movies, a Cat movie, a Thor movie. We'd also established other characters mm. earlier on. We'd had the Incredible Hulk movie, which whether you consider it canon or not, you at least were familiar yeah. with that character. Mm. Isn't it officially canon now? Because I think uh, it is canon, isn't... but you've got that loophole of it's not an essential yeah. viewing because they is, reference it in Avengers. Tim don't they? Yeah, yeah, isn't Tim back in Abomination going to be in She-Hulk? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. So, but. Cool. All right, then. So I suppose that brings us on to the Snyder Cut. Okay, first question for you for Snyder Cut. Yep. Did you watch it in one go? Yes. Did you? Wow. Yes. I didn't think I would, but then as it was, I was like, 
I might as well just finish it. Or it was like, I might as well watch the next chapter. And then I was like, still awake, I might as well watch the next chapter. And then I was like, I might as well just finish this fucker. Yeah. Partly because if I went into that... work the next day and somebody had seen it, they'd be like, all of it, where the fuck in there? I'd be like, fuck off. Not that I cared about it being spoiled, but you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, did you or did you? Uh, no, I couldn't. I, I watched the first two hours and it was almost exactly on two hours. No, it was on, the, there's a part just before the two hour part. And I thought, I'm going to stop it, go to bed. Um, yeah. I don't think I can sit through it in one go again. No. Um, so, initial thoughts on it then? Um, initial thoughts. Um, oh, God, not another slow motion scene. <laughs> yeah, I think, to, to be honest. It was just, um, after, because the first film was so fresh in my mind, it was very um i think my first thoughts were wow the colors are different um it's a lot more warbly it takes itself quite seriously um and yeah i mean yeah you, yeah i mean i remember thinking at one point it was like i don't know like an hour and a half into it and i'm thinking in the original superman was in this and then and we hadn't even got past um but I thought visually, yeah, so visually stunning. Um, I thought um, it was interesting to see what bits were changed, as in a lot of it. Yeah. A little details. But my big initial thought was bloody and it's slow. <laughs> that was my big taking from it. I was struggling through it. And I think it's because I'd seen the original so early on. Yeah. As it was going on, I thought, shit, we've got this and that and this and yet a bit till we get to Billy Superman. So I knew how long we had to go. Do you know what yeah. I mean? What we had to get through, if you like. That's, yeah. I am going to, I, I could not have, my big issue with it wasn't so much yeah. that the film was coming, it was the hesitant to use toxic fandom but there was a lot of toxicity in the release of the Snyder Cut and my disappointment with it actually happening was more that those fuckers won because if you've ever looked particularly to female film journalists reviewers or just females that comment on it they're fucking vile the Mm. way they speak to them I mean the way they fucking attacked me over Batman v Superman just because I put that I didn't like it in a comment completely unrelated but they just seem to find you yeah yeah I got a barrage of abuse of I clearly just you know one of those a term I hate a butthurt Marvel fanboy it's like what the fuck does that even mean um and I clearly (laughs) don't understand comics because I've obviously never read one I was like motherfucker I fucking have been reading Superman since I was like 13, if not mm. before. I I get this shit. Um, I wouldn't cl- ever claim I'm an expert in it. But, yeah, so that whole fandom really put a sour thing on me. And I wasn't against the film. I think we should say straight away that it's an achievement in itself that a director got to actually got the chance to release his vision of the film. Yeah. 
I'm still not convinced it's entirely his vision of the film. Mm. There's a lot of humour in this film that I assumed was done by Whedon for the Whedon cut. Like the, what's your superpower, I'm rich. Mm. There's a lot of stuff like that that I was like, but again, the Snyder fans were flagging up and attacking, being like, fucking Batman would never say that in the Snyder cut. It's like, it's in the fucking Snyder cut. Now you're like, oh, that's genius. It's like, fuck off. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I, I actually quite enjoyed the film. I didn't hate it. Okay. Enjoy might be a bit strong. I genuinely, yeah. I watched it and I was like, I don't understand why you couldn't just cut this down to like two, two and a half hours. You'd have had a really yeah. entertaining film. Um, I would caveat that I wonder if my enjoyment of it is because we've not had anything new like this in a while. I've still not mm. seen Wonder Woman 84, so no, there's not either. been a Marvel movie in over a year. Mm. Possibly getting on for a year and a half now. When was Spider Man? Was the last one, wasn't it? It was, yeah. That was in nineteen. Yeah, that was two thousand nineteen, November, I think. Uh, I think it was earlier. I think it was the summer. I think it was August. Oh, okay. Um, mm. Yeah. So we've not. So there's possibly that. So there's a possible case for, you know, starved of comic book movies. Not that I was particularly missing comic book movies. I must admit. Mm. But I think because I went in expecting it to be four hours that was going to feel like four days yeah and I think it I thought it started well it comes undone at the end again the same as the Joss I don't like calling it the Joss Whedon one it is the Joss Whedon one but it's the studio one Um, Mm. I know Joss Whedon's problematic in other ways now but I always felt it was a bit unfair to turn on Joss Whedon over that again I don't know the backstory behind the making of it and that, but it felt very much like they brought Joss Whedon in for nothing other than to do what they told him to do. Yeah. It's how it always felt to me. That may not be the case. I know there's stuff that's come out involving Ray Fisher and that sort of thing. And um, obviously there's all the other stuff that's come out retroactively about Joss Whedon now, but separating the man from the art kind of thing. I thought that the theatrical cut was the best they could do with what they were doing, but I don't understand why they didn't just go, why they reshot certain things for the sake of adding a line, that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, there are things, we'll get to it, but there are things in the theatrical cut that I prefer. Um, part of me feels like Zack Snyder said he's had put out, I've got like four hours of footage, it was the assembly cut. And because people latched on to, like, there's a four-hour Snyder cut, he was like, fuck, I've got to release this four-hour version now. So how am I going to... <laughs> yeah, we'll put some slow-mo in. Yeah. Lots we'll, of slow-mo. We'll do that. We'll have a whole scene where Alfred explains how to make tea. Because mm-hmm. that's what I've always wanted to see. Yeah. And hot dogs. And hot dogs. Well, we'll come to that as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's... There's a, there's an entertaining two and a half hour movie in it, and that's pushing it as, as a, the two and a half hours. But um, there is lots in it that I don't particularly care for that doesn't make any sense to me. Mm. Um, we could start going through those. Um, should we go through it? Is it easier to go through it character by character? Yeah, then you can remind me what I've missed. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the best way to go through it. So well, we've mentioned slow mo, so let's go with the flash first. Okay. 
The Flash largely felt the same to me. Yeah, okay. Slightly less, you didn't have that whole brunch thing, which didn't bother me in the theatrical cut, but yeah. a lot of people seem to take offense to. Um, I would argue that I liked his hero journey a bit more in the theatrical cut. Okay. I liked the yeah. Just Say One. Yes, that's the bit I was going to say. I thought I really liked the fact that you know, he didn't really know what to do, but he knew that exactly, you know, when they were in that big chimney thing. Yeah. And he was running in and out and grabbing everyone. But so he had that hero moment. He didn't really have that. Yeah, I yeah. felt in this Snyder one that the problem was is that none of them seemed to go on a journey mm. like that. Whereas in that theatrical cut, it doesn't really pay off in the end because he's largely yeah. got nothing to do in the final battle. Whereas he does have a bit more to do in the Snyder cut at the end. Mm. Um, they sort of just send him to chase the push the jeep thing out, don't they? Because that whole Russian family stuff's gone. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that was largely his big end for that. Uh, <laughs> Flash's big end. Wait, because <laughs> <laughs> he was played by Liam Neeson. Anyway, um, yeah, um, I thought the you know I've never saved anyone. I liked that journey. Yeah. I liked that character art for him, whereas in this one, it's like you see him save Iris and the hot dog. Mm. Which, <laughs> that's why, that scene, you didn't need it that way. Mm. Um, it just, yeah, it felt a little bit like padding. I could see why that got cut from the theatrical version. It's a nice scene, it's very nicely shot. Mm. And it led to the whole, you know, when Flash runs through a window, he breaks it because Windows doesn't support Flash. <laughs> uh, very went around. Um, uh, did, did you see that meme? I quite like that. That's very clever. But yeah, um, I uh, like I say, so I preferred that him going on a hero's journey of learning to save people. I, I know there are some people that argue that it takes away from the character, but I don't think it does. I think it takes him on a journey. Mm. It's nice to see a hero go on a journey of becoming a hero. It's kind of what comics are about. It's what yeah. Burns Man of Steel is about. It's about Superman learning to become a hero. It's what origin mm. stories of superheroes should be. And I thought it gave him a bit more of an arc in the theatrical version, even if they do drop the ball at the end. But again, the end of that film is a mess, the same as it is in this one. Um, so, does remind me, the right at the end, yep. did Flash go back in time? Yes, that wasn't clear to me. It was somebody mentioned it on another review. Like, oh. It was when the box was the, the box was falling into the water. Yeah, the picture of Jonathan comes back up, doesn't it? So we obviously yeah, run that's the... it. And then suddenly the box goes back. I couldn't work that out at all. It's so not was clear. Either. Like I say, it was, it was no. only because somebody else said it that I was like, oh, that makes sense now. But the problem with that is that Flash's superpowers are shown in slow motion. Yeah. Which is the idea that he's moving so fast that everything moves slow. Which is awesome. But then you've got a director who then has every other hero do shit in slow motion. Yeah. Even Lois Lane's coffee cup down is done in slow yeah. motion. So yeah. probably like, is she moving super fast now? What the fuck's going on? That is a very good point. Yeah. It's like it's awesome if that is it's like how they did Quicksilver in Days of Future Past. Yeah. Everything's slowed down for him running. It's like, cool, yeah. that explains that. But then if you'd have had Wolverine moving in super slow motion as well, yeah. you'd be like, is he now moving at Quicksilver speed? That is an incredibly good point. It's just, yeah, it's 
it's like cool if that's the effect you've chosen but you cannot use slow-mo anywhere else now but the one bit I really like I think it was in it was in both versions was when Soups comes back and um, you know the, the bit where Cyborg malfunctions and shoots something at oh Soups. what where the flash is running past him yeah I love his eyes bit. just move I really like that that's cool I do it's an awesome moment yeah um, that bit I, it's another bit I thought worked better in the theatrical cut. Just one element of it. The fact mm. that Lois Lane... In the Snyder cut, Lois Lane is just there. Yeah. For no particular reason other than it's the last time she's going to visit it. What are the odds? Yeah. Um, whereas in the theatrical cut, Batman has Alfred bring him bring her there. Oh, of course. It's yeah. like the big weapon just in case Superman comes back batshit crazy. Yeah, what's he calling it? The big guns or something, doesn't he? I can't Is remember. It bring out the big guns or something? Yeah, or deliver the package or something like that. I honestly yeah. can't remember the terminology he uses. But that worked better for me, personally. Yeah. It made more sense. It took away the element of dumb luck kind of thing. And I do love in that scene that the cop pulls his gun and shoots Superman. It's like, you're the <laughs> cop that's guarding Superman's tomb or <laughs> Superman's monument. You should know <laughs> Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um... All right, as we're talking about him, let's do Superman next then. Okay. Um, right, obviously, being a massive Superman fan, it's where my issues have always lied with the Snyder films. I felt that, like the Whedon cut, which we're going to call it that for argument's sake, right? Okay. Um, I thought that Superman felt more Supermanish by the end, with one exception, the fucking black suit. I was going to say the black suit, he still had it on. Makes zero sense. In the comics, it's the um, it's the suit he wears. It generates, it absorbs solar power. So when Superman hasn't right. got his powers, it's me- it's like a recharge suit. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the exact term they use, but it's like a. But yeah, so that makes sense in the comics. But this Superman comes back fully powered. Mm. Yeah, he's no got Superman. Yeah, it's no reason for him to wear it. And then when they used a black suit in... When they brought Superman... Um, in When they ended New 52 and did Rebirth... Yeah. The pre-New 52 Superman had managed to move over to the... Um, New 52... Um, Superman universe, and he was wearing a black suit so that he could still operate as Superman, but not stand out, because okay. there was already a Superman in that world. Yeah. Um, so that kind of made sense, but in the context of this film, it's there for no other reason than fan service and Snyder thought it looked cool. <laughs> it would have been better if in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman he wore a black suit, and then in this film, when he comes back to life, he puts on the blue and red. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Because you've got that great dialogue that's um, Jor-El and Jonathan Kent sort of doing a voiceover where they tell him to fly. Or it's it's your time to fly. Little voiceover bit. Recovery suit, that's what it's called. Um, So that would have made more sense if he was in the blue and red. And then you've got the fucking epilogue bit where he's turned evil. Oh yeah, the Sandy bit, the Mad Max bit. And he's back in the blue and red. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, it makes no sense. I mean, that's my other issue. That was my issue with it in Batman v Superman, is this whole fucking idea that Superman would turn evil if Lois was killed. Yeah. That's my problem with the Injustice game as well, because it's all predicated on that idea that Superman would turn evil if Lois Lane died. Which I think Snyder's original plan was going to be that Lois was fucking Bruce Wayne. Mm. And that's why she was there, and that's why she died. Plus, if Darkseid yeah. is the one that kills Lois, Superman's not going to go, yeah, I'll pally up with you then, fuck it. Wipe this is it? Oh, you see, I read somewhere that it was Joker that killed Lois. I don't know. I don't think there's a clear thing. The implication kind of seems to be that her body, because it's Superman's holding like a fried body in the Batcave. Oh, okay. So it's like a charred mess. So the implication is kind of like that Darkseid used his eye beams thing and fucking fried her. Or did Superman? Did Superman kill her? Because she was boffing Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what... But again, that's not what Lois would do. I think Snyder's original idea was that because Superman was dead, Batman sort of falls in love with Lois, but then knows he has to bring Superman back and that Lois loves Superman and all that shit. And then there was another thing that I'd read where he was like, yeah, no, the thing that would turn Superman evil is that Batman was fucking Lois. Or something like that. Mm. And I was like, you don't know what you were doing, really. <laughs> Just <laughs> throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck. But, like I said, I've got this whole... They did it in... In the... So, spoilers for the Arrowverse Crisis crossover that they did last year. Yeah. Where they bring back the Superman Returns Superman. Which is uh, Brandon Wraith, and in that universe, Perry, Jimmy, and Lois were all killed in a bomb. But that Superman didn't turn evil. He's the Kingdom okay. Come Superman. Yeah. I really hate this idea that Lois Lane being killed would turn, instantly turn Superman evil. That's not who Superman is. I mean, he'd be pissed, and he'd probably want revenge, but he wouldn't just go scorched earth and kill everybody and start wiping out Justice League members. Hmm. It's like, that's horseshit. It's lazy storytelling. It's a massive misunderstanding of who Superman is. Mm. Unless I've completely misunderstood what he's going for with the film. Because I think his idea overall was that eventually Batman would die, Superman would realise the error of his ways and become good again. Mm. In that whole thing of like, <laughs> sorry I wiped out half the planet with this fucking douchebag, but I'm good again now. <laughs> so yeah, that's cool then. Apology accepted. Um, but yeah, so that's my issue with that. I liked Cavill as Superman. I liked... The thing that made no sense with that as well is he comes back. He goes off with Lois. He's like, they've obviously brought me back for a reason. I should probably find out why. But we'll hang around here for a bit. It's not like there's a big dude fucking nicking mother boxes. <laughs> it's... Smelly mother boxes. Smelly mother boxes. You can mm. smell them. <laughs> He'd been rolling around in them. Um, Use many mother box. Yeah, where did you fall on Superman? Obviously, you're not as big a Superman fan, so. Um, I thought it took, he took too long to come, so to speak. Um, I quite liked That's the whole him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, was he overpowered at the end compared to the others? Well, I think. I mean, part of the problem with that is that he. I think he was the right powers, maybe. I like but, the idea that the only reason that um, uh, Steppenwolf, which I can't say without saying Walter B. Wilde straight afterwards, but um, 
I, I like the idea of a Steppenwolf didn't invade Earth before because Superman was there. And but what about the thousands of years before Superman was there? Yeah, again, I was about to say that. Absolutely. It's it's a whole full thing, is that the mother box is like, we'll be quiet, we'll be quiet, we'll be quiet, we're going to speak to it. Oh no, there's a Kryptonian here. Fuck. Mm. Um, so basically, as I, as I think I mentioned it to you before, the, if you take down the bare, the bare brass tacks of this film, um, a rich guy tries to put all superheroes together to stop a baddie coming to Earth and combining magic items that makes him really powerful. Sounds very similar to the Avengers. It sounds similar to most MacGuffin Blake films, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, it's like the three stones in Temple of Doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm um, sorry, yeah, Superman. I, it's in the Honest trailer that I sent you the link for today as well. But Yeah, re- yeah watch that. The whole thing with that is that it just proves the point that you don't need a Justice League if you've got Superman. <laughs> yeah. Dude's powerful enough to sort the whole thing out. Which didn't really come across in the previous films. Like I say, I just, the journey of Superman would have made more sense to me if he was in the black suit in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Mm. And then in this one... Because I don't get why he kept the black suit afterwards as well. It's got no mm. meaning within the world of the film. Yeah. And again, I've seen some people raise this and certain Snyder bros be like, oh, well, you just, if you read the comics, you'd understand. It's like, I have read the comics. I understand its purpose within the comics. It makes mm-hmm. no, so there's no purpose in this whatsoever. Because it's not even like it's used as a solar suit because he's already got his powers when he takes on the fucking Justice League when he first comes back. You could argue he's not at full power, but he's pretty fucking strong. Mm. He flies up to buy the sun anyway, so he absorbs it that way, so you don't need the suit. Sorry, very very quickly, going back, uh, going back to film, going back to Batman and Superman, where Batman v Superman, well, you know where he's fighting Doomsday and he takes him into space? It didn't take long for the American government to decide to launch a nuke, did it? No. Like a minute. Oh, no, it was a big baddie. Let's launch a nuke at it. That did, that did strike me. It was a bit, okay, we'll do that really quickly, then, shall we? That scene only exists so that you can have Superman with the nuclear radiation fucking, like, yeah. a corpse floating in space because he just wanted to do that bit from Dark Knight Returns. Mm. That's all that was there for. Served no purpose to the story at all. No, it didn't at all. Yeah. Um, well, as you mentioned the military, let's talk Martian Manhunter. Okay. What the fuck was he doing? Yeah. Like he walks around as Martha for a little bit. There's a big fucking world invasion event going on. He's like, I'm just gonna hang back. You guys have got this right. <laughs> Superman's dead, as far as I know. But and it also raises the thing: what the fuck was he doing in Man of Steel mm. when Zod was invading? It's like, what the fuck was he doing in Batman? All right, Batman v <coughs> Superman. I'll let it slip. Doomsday, you could argue, wasn't his fight. Mm. Although it would have been comics accurate for him to fight Doomsday because he was Bloodwind at the time in the comics. Oh, was he? Oh. Yeah. That was the big mystery about who Bloodwind was, and it turned out he was Martian Manhunter. But spoilers for that comic, that's 30 <laughs> odd years old. But, um, yeah, what the fuck? That, it's like, I get why you did it. It's like, you know, cool little Easter egg, but in the context of the story, it makes no fucking sense. Mm. It's like, we're supposed to root for this dude as a hero now who stood by while Metropolis was largely levelled. Did fuck all when Steppenwolf was like, invading. Born to be wild. 
magic carpet ride. <laughs> yeah, so that just felt tacked on and needless. Yeah, it, it was needless. Would it would have been better if like somebody else had turned out to be Martian Manhunter. Mm. And nothing against Henry Lennox. Dude's cool, he's got an awesome voice, and he was great as Martian Manhunter for the mm. brief scenes he had. It also makes no sense that Martian Manhunter would pretend to be Martha to go and visit Lois. Yeah, I didn't get that bit either. Because they're friends. Yeah. It's like, that was just felt really fucking odd. It's like, why did it have to be Martian Manhunter anyway? It could have just been Martha. The scene served exactly the yeah. same purpose. Yeah. It didn't need to be Martian, turn out to be Martian Manhunter. Or Martha no, Manhunter. Absolutely. <laughs> Martha Manhunter, yeah. <laughs> but... but Alright, let's do... Ooh, Cyborg or Aquaman? Um, Aquaman. Aquaman. Do you want yeah. to go, or...? Well, one thing I did notice, um, I can't work out, but there was a really weird bit that they cut out in the Snyder bit that was in the original version, and I don't quite know why it was in the original version. But the bit where um, he saves... Again, I don't really see the point, but there must have been some character driving point in that scene but the bit where he saves the fisherman then he takes him to the bar and drinks whiskey and says he's paying yeah yeah in the original version he has the bottle he has the glass he takes a swing out of it then looks at the glass and there's that green goo on it you know the the fly goo the yeah he looks at it and then he ignores it and then takes a swig out of the bottle and walks off but they just removed that little bit in the Snyder Cut. And thinking about it, I don't understand why he had the green goo in the first place, because he was in, in the water. There wasn't any flies around. Yeah, I must admit, I had planned to go back to the theatrical cut, but after sitting mm. through four hours of the Snyder Cut, I couldn't be asked. Yeah. So, I don't I remember. That. Well, I want to know where he keeps getting fucking shirts from. Because yeah. <laughs> he comes yeah, out of the that. water, puts a shirt on, takes it off, goes back into the water. Is somebody just standing on the beach keeping him just in case he comes to shore? It's all those wailing women that follow him around. You know, the, See, the, that's the a scene you could cut. That would shave about 40 seconds out of the film. Just oh, God, that yeah. woman wailing at fucking the sea, yeah. sniffing his jumper. <laughs> I mean, I think Aquaman worked all right in this, but then... I've got the thing of it works retroactively because I've seen an Aquaman movie. Mm. But even though there are things that don't line up and they did the whole you can't speak underwater unless you're in a bubble thing and they got rid of that for the Aquaman movie because it's stupid. You don't need it. Mm. Uh, It was just being arty for the sake of being arty, I thought. But Aquaman's got a weird journey. It's like he doesn't want to be on land. He doesn't want to be in sea. Yeah, he doesn't want to be with people. And he only gets in the fight. Actually, why does he get in the fight? Because he's got no interest in it. Yeah. Uh, they said, no, isn't it something because they've nicked the box? Uh, possibly. Yeah, until it affects him, he doesn't want to get in the fight, does he? Yeah, the smelly Heroes. Yeah. Um, I did miss the uh, whole thing where he sees Batman in the costume. He's like dressed like a bat, I can dig it, from the Whedon Cup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially as they kind of set that up in the Snyder Cut, where he says, is yeah. it true you dress like a bat? It's like, that... Yeah. I did quite enjoy that bit. But I quite like Jason Momoa. And... He is he's the ideal Aquaman. 
Oh, he's great. Have you seen the Aquaman movie? I have, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. It had tripods, it had tripods in it. Yep. And a drum playing octopus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which all comic book movies need. Um, <laughs> I, all right, then. Arguably, the one who's best served by the Snyder Cut is Cyborg. Yeah. Yeah, it actually gives him... Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I've got mixed feelings on the Snyder, Cyborg stuff. Because mm-hmm. I... While he's got more screen time, I don't think it adds much to the character. No, it's just yeah, fair enough. In being broody and moody long for longer, mm. uh, you know, stealing money to give to a poor family. Oh yeah, well, I thought visually that was very clever. I did, although I didn't need the bullfight and the bear thing. It's like I got what you were saying. I didn't need the visual metaphor. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like I either use the visual metaphor and lose the words, or use the words and lose the visual metaphor. Yeah. yeah, you know, a bit like how comics explain things through visuals and don't use the words. <laughs> <laughs> Do that, or don't. But no, I thought it, he, he's very much the heart of the film. He's very good in it, and I could see why he felt like he was underserved by the theatrical cut, mm. and why people felt like he was underserved. But at the same time, I'd argue that was probably the easiest stuff to cut down for time. Yeah. Because the problem is, is you need, you've got, like, let's just ignore the fact that there was an Aquaman movie that came after. You've got three characters being established in this film that have got their own mini origin movies within the context of the film. Mm. So as well as the overarching Justice League movie, you've got three other little films going on in it that are largely similar. Because Flash doesn't go on the journey he does in the theatrical cut. Mm. So his journey, um, Aquaman and Cyborg largely have the same journey in the film in that, you know, they just want to be left alone. They don't want to get involved until they have to get involved. Yeah. Until it personally affects them, they don't want to get involved. And that's the same story for both those fucking characters. And it's just, so you can see why they were like, cut the Cyborg stuff out because we got the Aquaman movie coming, so we want to focus a bit more on him instead of Cyborg, because I know they had the Cyborg movie coming at the time, but that was less certain. Yeah. And wasn't as close to the production slate as Aquaman was. So I think they went straight into Aquaman afterwards kind of thing. So, yeah. Like I say, I think he's very good. I think he got a raw deal. Um, like I say, that's not going into the stuff that went on with Joss Whedon, because I can't speak to that. Mm. Um and that shouldn't be reflective in the finished product kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, like I say, I can understand why his scenes were cut for runtime. Personally, but, and it's just, there were bits where I was like, Iron Man, he's Iron Man. Yes. <laughs> I can fly now. <laughs> and I got a cool Iron Man mask. Yeah. But, does he's, I can't remember. Does his dad die in the Whedon cut? Mm, I don't know. I can't remember. How does he die in the Snyder Snyder cut? He kills himself so that it imprints on the mother box so they can track it. Oh, of course he does. No, I don't think he does that. Yeah, I thought he was still alive at the end of the Whedon cut, which I liked. Yeah. Because it was for once a hero that had a 
parent alive. Oh, I remember, yeah, I remember that now because he walks into that that room, doesn't he? And he, yeah. yeah, where the controls for that room are inside that room, whereas yeah. they should be on the outside, which would be the logical thing to do. Yeah, I'm pre- but, you know, I'm, I, I, think, I might be corrected, but I don't think that is in the original version. No, because in the original version, you just see the beam of light come down, and then Batman, who's been smashed into the police car, just says he's got the mother box. Yeah. So you don't yeah, see. Because, Joker, yeah, that's right. right because the the, the the mother box is in a different place. Yeah. Um, the mother box in the original version is on top of the police car. That's right. But in the other version, the, the um, uh, cyborg's dad takes it with him. Yeah. And tries to hide it. So yeah, it's completely different. Yeah. But that's the other thing. The similarity between Cyborg and Flash is that you've got the daddy issue story going on with both of them. Yeah. It's like I know that's comic accurate, but it's the same beats going on in the same movie kind of thing. Slight variations on it, but it's still. Yeah. I would have oh, argued. Of course, yeah could possibly cut the Flash with his dad stuff out in favour of the Silas Stone um, yeah. Cyborg and his dad stuff. But, I don't know, it's, yeah. Him killing himself, I get why, but it just felt like he didn't need it. He could have been kept alive. Mm. And I know they largely did it to set up the guy taking over the lab who is one of the versions of the Atom. Oh, okay. In the comics. So again, it's just another putting in an Easter egg for the sake of it. Um, world building shit mm. it's fine if it pays off but it doesn't pay off um, yeah I suppose then all we got left is Batman and Wonder Woman mm. which I love like you know Wonder Woman killing people and then turning around to a little girl and be like you can be anything you want to be as a guy's <laughs> fucking bloody head is dripping down a wall behind <laughs> but and I kind of felt that it would be a lot easier to just take the guy out before he started firing because you're a Wonder Woman yeah. and you can move quick mm. you didn't need to do the whole deflecting the bullets thing because that's asking for trouble <laughs> but that was a weird scene well, yeah the, the, the ransom the, the kidnapping scenes yeah very yeah. Hard. but I mean it's fine I suppose and then she's a uh, restoring whatever it is she's restoring in like this really nice dress that probably looks really expensive and you wouldn't want to get dust and shit on it. <laughs> but be like fixing the Vigo painting in Ghostbusters too, but wearing just white dresses. <laughs> I no really want a, the top. I really want a framed one of those, a Vigo painting in my room. I was thinking about that the other day. It's kind of asking for trouble there. It is true. Yeah. But but yeah, um, yeah, Batman and Wonder Woman are largely the same, I think. Mm. Again, variations. Um, yeah, that's sort of, and then Steppenwolf's the other big change. Yeah. Which you know now he's pointy, and now he's played by two different people. Because yeah. um, it, it, there's that whole one scene where they basically, where in the original version there was Steppenwolf, and now it's Darkseid. Yeah. Which I don't think you needed Darkseid. I what? think they, I think they bigged up Darkseid more than I think. Yeah. They, I think because he was... hinted at Darkseid, they were like, "Shit, yeah. we better add some extra Darkseid into this now." Yeah. And now he's in it loads. 
but doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Does he? Does he even? He doesn't even take part in the end fight. He doesn't need to bugger off. Yeah, doesn't the, the thing shut or whatever? Yeah. But that's the other thing. It's like, how did Darkseid forget that he'd left the um? Oh, what's it called? Antimatter symbol. Oh. He got yes. his ass kicked so badly that he forgot where he left it. Pretty he, sure you'd remember the planet that you're asking for. Anti-life something, wasn't it? Anti-life, anti-life. Matter, yeah. No, so then I also was going to bring up, well, the, what, 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 is that just another, right, or the second, the, the next one is going to be about that? Because it doesn't well, yeah, really play a part. No, I think that was to set up the epilogue. Oh, uh, okay. The uh, Nightmare. Mad Max. Yeah, the Mad Max bit. World. Um... Yeah, I. It, yeah. <laughs> I say I liked it. There's other bits that make no sense. Like, why were there all those pictures of J.K. Simmons fucking getting pumped up at the gym? Hmm. For his scenes to be exactly the same as pretty much as exactly oh, the same yeah. as they are in the theatrical cut. That's a very what good the point. fuck was he hitting the gym for? Yeah. Because I assumed that they were going to go a bit like they did in the comics, where he wore like the Batman mech suit. Hmm. Or there was some reason that. You know, Jim Gordon needed to be ripped because he was going to play a bigger part, and he doesn't. Yeah. It's like, why were you hitting the gym, J.K.? Other than you just wanted to keep up with the others. But, but I liked Affleck's Batman. Yeah, I've never had a problem with Affleck as Batman. To be honest, I just I don't think he was given the material to work with. Um, he seems a bit more engaged in this one than he does in the Weed and Cut. Yeah, in the Weed and Cut reshoots, he seems a little bit like you know. Well, by his own admission, he was heavily into his booze at that point. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because he went into rehab after oh. that. But I get the feeling that he was sold on a Batman that he never got to be. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then you've got the additional scenes that were shot, so that, which is the Martian Manhunter flying down to see Superman. Because I think oh, originally, yeah. from what I've read somewhere or heard somewhere, originally they wanted that to be a Green Lantern. Oh, okay. I think originally they wanted Ryan Reynolds to reprise the Green Lantern role. <laughs> but because they're doing the HBO Green Lanterns TV series, mm-hmm. they wanted him to do something else, so he made it Martian Manhunter and made Henry Lennox Martian Manhunter. So it wasn't like in Man of Steel, he was like, he's Martian Manhunter. It was an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Which then retroactively fucks things up, mm. in in my opinion. But um, yeah, it's just yeah. So there's that, and then he did the whole nightmare thing, which is them after with Batman, Mira, Deathstroke, yes, um, Joker, and whoever else is there. Who else is there? Um, Flash. Okay. Yeah. In, in his metal suit thing yeah um which you didn't need no not at all I mean he shot it after the fact so it clearly was never intended to be in there yeah um plus it looks like um yeah it was it was too Joker was crowbarred into it as well if you you don't mind the phrase crowbarred or Joker I Um, get the feeling that Joker's there because that um Batman Last Night on Earth mm. comic where it's Batman walking around like an apocalypse world with Joker's head in a jar and Joker's alive 
his head's alive. Oh, really? Okay. I get the feeling that that was a nod to that. I get the feeling if he'd had the time and the money, Joker's head would have been in a jar. Yeah. I almost guarantee it that that's what that was influenced by. Uh-huh. And that's what it smacked off to me anyway. Which, cool, fair enough. But, I don't know. Everybody was like, this redeems Jared Leto's Joker. And I was like, does it though? Just because he hasn't got damaged written on his head anymore, it doesn't make mm. it any better a version of the Joker. Um, but yeah, and it was just... Uh, the dialogue in it was awful. Mm. Um, but I don't... Yeah, it that was blatantly put in as an afterthought to be kind of like... To get the whole Restore the Snyderverse hashtag moving, I reckon. Because mm. it was kind of like... It should have been... Um, release the Snyder Cut. And that should have been the end of it when they released it. But they put this extra bit in, which is now started, he restored the Snyder Cut thing. It's like, these dudes are never going to be fucking happy. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, there's a major difference between having nothing else to be able to put out, so chuck in 70 million to Zack Snyder to finish what he had, knowing that you've got the majority of a film there anyway, and that it will probably make you money through your streaming service. Yeah. And the inevitable DVD Blu-ray releases that will come. Um and ponying up a few hundred million to carry on making the Snyder movies, which nobody particularly cares about. I mean, that's why they started to move away from Snyder in the first place, is because they weren't, apart from, like, a really feverish fan base, they weren't really gelling with anybody. And that's your issue, is that the Snyder version doesn't really work. I get that there are people that like it, but it's not what it should be in my opinion and I think a lot of people felt the same way I think there's more people who dislike what Snyder did than did like mm. um, like I say I think based off of Justice League I'd be more open to more Snyder versions of these characters but at the same time I know he's going to fuck it up because if they give him free reign because I maintain that this isn't the definitive Snyder version I get the feeling he would have taken out all of the jokes. So you would have had the, you know, I'm rich. Well, I think you probably would have had four minutes of Icelandic whaling at the sea. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, and if it's going to go into this nightmare world, I could not give a fuck. Because like I say, beyond the whole thing of it stemming from a misguided belief that Superman had turned evil if Lois Lane died, Hmm. kind of thing it's not what I want to see in a Superman movie I, you can do that in the comics because you've explored so much over 70, 80 years of comics but going straight into it from a movie but from doing a, it in a movie, established character it, yeah. it was like my problem with the second Wolverine movie where he hasn't got his powers oh yeah, yeah too quick Yeah, it's not even that, it's like you get like a very few shots that do and put him in films. I know he's been in a lot of X Men films. Yeah. They still haven't done the full potential of what you could do with a powered Wolverine. Mm. So to then go to him bone claws fucking no healing powers thing. It's like you're just wasting a film. It's like you had the chance to show me like, you know, Wolverine being Wolverine. And you wasted it on Wolverine being a powerless Wolverine. Mm. It's like why miss that shot kind of thing? Um, 
and it's the same with why bring me a Batman Superman Justice League movie when it's not them being Batman Superman and the Justice League so what's the point yeah that's an interesting Elseworlds comic story it's not worth wasting a movie on you've got a finite amount of time with these actors before they're aged out of the role it's like fair enough if you've got seven films with all of that cast and you want to explore something different awesome you've earned that to do it just because you want to be dark and edgy and shit yeah yeah but I don't know I'd be very surprised if Snyder was brought back to do more I get the feeling that they're like you know this is it now because it's is it cracked me up where they were like, you know, if we can get 100,000 people, they'll have to bow to us. It's like, that's 100,000 people out of the rest of the world population. <laughs> yeah. That's like, fucking completely changing the way a job's done, because 10 of your workforce out of the 1,000 that work there, it's not even that mass, it's even fucking less than that. It'd be like three people in a workforce of 1,000 going, yeah, I think we should work Saturdays. And they're going, yeah, we'll do that then. Then three want it. Yeah, everyone wants to know about it a lot. <laughs> but, yeah, I just. Yeah. Um, yeah Another I thing know. I noticed as well that, that they removed for the Snyder Cut, which I kind of like to know your opinion on, the removal of the classic themes, theme tunes. I. I'm a, I like Danny Elfman anyway. Mm. I. And everybody, that's another thing, everybody got really excited when they released that clip of Batman mm. on the roof and the, Bat- the Danny Elfman Batman theme plays in. And everybody was like, this is the shit. This is why this film's going to be great. And then it was one of the things, again, that got held up. It's like, you know, oh, it's not the Junkie XL music, though. They fucked that up, too. And it's like, and I will admit that arguably putting those into the score was fan service, but I think I prefer the Danny Elfman score to the one that's in the Snyder Cut. Yeah. The Snyder Cut one, although it's not bad, it does still seem a bit noisy and repetitive and samey. Because the Batman v Superman score isn't a good score, in my opinion. The Man of Steel score is great. I don't like the film, but the score is great. Apart from the dubstepy bits. <laughs> but that's what you get with a Hans Zimmer score, and Hans Zimmer does yeah. it well. Um, yeah, the Batman v Superman score, though, is just noise. It's not a good score. Not sure why I bought it, other than being a completist. But yeah, I liked, yeah, I liked the Alphaman score. I thought it was fine. Mm. It was a bit more in keeping with what music in a superhero movie should be, in my opinion. Um, this is the fundamental issue, though, is that everybody assumes that like Batman and Superman need to be dark. And they don't. I get that you don't want to be Marvel, but you DC did their own thing in yeah. the comics for years. And it wasn't Marvel. That's all you've got to do. I think there's an argument for a Batman movie being a bit more adult, yeah. just by the very more, nature of who Batman is. A bit more gothic, yeah. But a Justice League superhero movie... And again, a Batman movie doesn't have to be adult. The animated series proved that you can appeal to kids and adults without pandering yeah. to any, either of them and create great Batman stories. The comics fucking did it for years. But there's this whole misguided thing that Frank Miller's 
Dark Knight Returns is what Batman should be. And it's not. I mean, again, if you're not aiming these comics at a young, at an audience young enough to then get into the comics or invest in the characters, they're not going to grow up on them. Mm. If they don't grow up on them, then there's, it's going to die out with a generation at a certain point. And I mean, that speaks more to the comics than the movies, but, and a Superman movie should be open to everybody. Hmm. It shouldn't be dark and grim. I should be able to sit my kids down and watch a Superman movie. Like I say, a Batman movie, there's a bit more leeway for it being a bit more teen audience than up. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't be the Adam West Batman, but at the same time, like I say, the animated series proves that you can do an all-ages Batman. Mm-hmm. As in the super for all ages without pandering. But Batman doesn't need to say fuck. No. I got nothing against swearing. I swear like a fucking drooper. Case in point. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> to the point where it's that weird thing where I was like, Dan, are you watching a YouTube video where the guy's swearing? And he's like, yeah. I was like, you shouldn't watch it. <laughs> and then I was like, then I swear in front of him all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of these parents that's like, you know, oh no can't say that word around the kids it's like say the fucking word generally if they find out what it means they don't like to use it anyway mm-hmm. but and you know like Stephen Fry says you're missing out on a great thing by not swearing it's a wonderful use of language <laughs> but as long as they don't swear at school so we don't have to get that phone call but anyway yeah. that's a different subject um, but yeah these the Snyder films don't feel like like films that you could sit down as a family and watch and enjoy in fact they're not films you could sit down as an adult and particularly enjoy they're not they're not fun they're not jolly films it's not like I get people don't like Marvel movies and that's fair enough but a Marvel movie or even like the Tim Burton Batman ones I could drop in those at any point and watch them because mm. they're fun like I say, even the Tim Burton Batman ones that were dark and edgy at the time, there's an enjoyment to them. The Chris Reeve Superman movies, even Superman Returns, I can drop in at any point. It's not my yeah. favorite Superman movie, but I can easily get sucked into it. Whereas Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and arguably this version of Justice, possibly this version of Justice League, a bit more. If I caught it, I'd keep skipping. I don't know if there's anything else on before I settle on this. Mm. And that's a fundamental problem. Like I said, when Batman v Superman came out, though, me, a lifelong Superman DC fan, if you couldn't get me excited enough to see your DC Comics movie at the cinema, you fucked up somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying you should pander specifically to me, but I should at least have enough of an engaged interest that I'm curious enough to check it out. Yeah. And it just wasn't there with these films. Um, like I say, I surprised myself. I This film was better than I thought it was going to be. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Cause I thought it would take me days to get through it, and I sat through it in one sitting in the end. Partly to get out of the way, admittedly. But it didn't feel like... Well, it felt like a chore in places. Mm. But... But yeah, I think overall, like I say, it's commendable. Fuck the Snyder Bros, but the certain element of that release, the Snyder Cut fandom, fair play to them. They wanted to see it, and they got to see it. 
I don't think a Snyder Cut ever existed, an assembly cut existed, and I think that's what this is. It's just a polished assembly cut. Mm. It's not a final version of a movie. I think if he could have done more to it or changed more, he would have. You've also got... It's the tricky thing now. If you've got the hindsight of knowing what worked and didn't work, so what you could tweak to release it. I think if this version had come out at the time instead of the theatrical cut, my opinion on it might have been different. Mm. Maybe. There's a lot with this, that this hindsight makes it possibly a better movie. Um, I'd say it feels a bit lighter than the others, but again, I think that was the Chris Terrio influence, the studio influence, because they'd already, after Batman v Superman, wanted to backpedal. Yeah. And shift the tone, and I think this was the happy medium. I think a full-on Snyder version would have been unwatchable again for me. Mm. But... Like I say, it's commendable that fans see it. I think it's commendable, and I'm happy for him that he got to get his vision out there, especially given the circumstances with which he had to leave it. With obviously his daughter, the family tragedy, his daughter dying. Well, I didn't know that. I, I knew it was a family tragedy. I didn't know that was what it was. Yeah, I think she committed suicide. Oh, blind. Which is just a horrible thing for anybody yeah. to go through. Um, and to be fair, that then being used to fuck with the film behind his back. Mm. It's not cool. Um, if they'd have fired him off it and then done it, that's different. But to be kind of like, no, you need to take time to deal with this thing. Mm. We'll just get Joss Whedon in to tidy it up and then get Joss Whedon to reshoot a large chunk of it. Mm. Is a dick move. So... I'm not a fan of Snyder. There's maybe one or two Snyder films I like. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan, but I commend and take my hat off to him that he got to get release his vision. I think any artist in any medium that gets to release their vision of something when it was taken away from him is commendable. Yeah. But I just, it's not for me at the end of the day. I'll probably watch it again at some point. Part of me is tempted to do the whole Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Ultimate Edition, Snyder's Justice mm. League, and see how that works as a whole now, whether that would change my opinion of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. I don't think it would, because I think my issues with it are fundamentally always going to be the same. And I don't think the characters go on enough of a journey that there's a arc in it that's interesting enough for me but mm. yeah I don't know sort of what are your final thoughts on it I think we're sort of beyond yeah picky. I don't think I'd watch it again um, I, I thought it was I watched it for the sake of it because I wanted to see what everyone was talking about so I didn't really you know I'm not as mint to my DC movies as I am the Marvel movies yeah I think for me um, as a film fan and a comic fan that this is certainly as a film fan this is an important moment a director getting yeah. control of their project back it's such a rare thing that as a film fan I had to watch it mm. and as a comic fan morbid curiosity kind of thing but yeah other than that like I say I think if it had come out as this originally I wouldn't have been as interested yeah <coughs> sorry you were saying um, yeah, and um, I, yeah, I wouldn't watch it again in a hurry. Um, 
It was, yeah, I just found it a slog. I just found it a, a bit of a chore, really. I think that's what I came out of it with. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. How did you find the ratio? I must admit, after a while, it didn't bother me anymore. I, I'd be honest, I didn't realise about the ratio until I was watching it, and I only noticed it halfway through. Yeah, that's it didn't click. I I didn't know, uh, you know. I mean, what? Okay, what's through behind the ratio? It's because they wanted to put in IMAX. So right, I think because okay. it wasn't shot in IMAX, they had to put it in that aspect ratio. Because I think IMAX is tall rather than wide. Yeah. If I remember rightly, or you get different elements on different screens in IMAX, so it's yeah. strange, doesn't it? I've never been to IMAX. So I'm not 100 percent sure. I've never, I've never but, been yeah, to IMAX. It's to do with it was supposed to get theatrically released in IMAX. Well, that oh, was his intention, so that's the aspect ratio you have to have it in. Yeah. Um, yeah, at first I was like, this is going to widen out eventually, and it didn't, yeah. and then I didn't even notice no. after a while. Um, yeah, like I say, I think there's a black and white version coming soon, though, because that's what that film needs, less colour. <laughs> Good cost. Which, I don't get this whole thing. Fine with Logan, fine with Mad Max, whatever but it doesn't need to be black and white other than just being arty. Mm. What's it going to add? I get that some films, like Parasite, there's a reason behind a black and white version. I've seen Parasite, yeah. I haven't either. It's To be honest, as a film fan, I should watch it, but as it, the story doesn't overly appeal to me, it doesn't seem like yeah. it's going to be fun. Mm. Um, I'll probably watch it eventually. But yeah, there's a reason behind that having a black and white version. This just seems kind of like, can we milk this through more money and get these saps to watch it again? Hmm. it doesn't need to be black and white it's a comic book movie it should be colourful it's not like it's yeah. a comic noir film it's a superhero movie it should be fucking colourful even if it's muted colours but but yeah anyway that's just black and white for the sake of being a tosser I think <laughs> release there's nothing artistic about it whatsoever mm. other than the misconception that black and white instantly makes something better and classier but um, I see that um, the Russos were like yeah we'd be up for doing a Infinity War Endgame Supercut with extra stuff put in oh god really <laughs> I think it was possibly a joke but yeah but to be fair though I'd probably sit through that no oh, yeah definitely it'd be no different than watching Infinity War and Endgame back to back yeah at least I know I'd have a good time. Or right, Endgame drags a little bit in the middle, but mm. for me. But there's a lot of Endgame that I'm like, let's just get going now. It's cool mm. the first couple of times, but now it's, let's get to the bits I want to see. But the beauty of DVD and Disney Plus is you can skip. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I, yeah, it's it's fine. I think, like I say, there's a lot you could cut out. Um so you cut out the slow-mo you cut out the weird amount of shots of them just posing <laughs> yeah absolutely it's like yeah that's cool it's like a comic panel but you know they don't move in the comic for a reason they're not actually stood there for as long as you stare at the panel <laughs> but um yeah there's a lot you could cut out and you could probably get a reasonably solid if still fairly mediocre two and a half hour movie out of it mm-hmm I don't think it'd be a classic, but it'd be a watchable film. Um, I get that there are people that love this movie. I get that there are people who are going to say they love this movie if they don't because they're that invested in it. And I get that there are probably people who 
potentially might find this who don't normally listen who will then take issue with what we've said and that's fine mm-hmm. if you disagree and you love the film awesome very happy for you there are films that I love that people don't like and that's fine we can have different opinions you don't need to be a dick you don't need to go after people online just because they don't 100% love the thing you love um, like I say there's been absolute vile attacks particularly against female critics who've not even said the film's bad but not given it the praise people feel it deserves and that's my problem with that fandom but that's not about the film yeah like I say I think there's a fairly decent two hour two and a half hour movie in it I don't understand why they didn't cut it down and release it as a two and a half hour movie yeah it would have been perfectly fine. You didn't need to do the Whedon thing other than to fuck Zack Snyder over. Mm. Which just seems pointless in the long run. The amount of money they wasted on the film, they probably would have done just as well with the Snyder Cut. And then if people didn't like it, they could blame Joss Whedon anyway, because why not? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I think that's largely it. I don't really want to give the film much more time than we've given it um yeah four hours yeah um that's our thoughts on it they're fairly rambling but so is the film to be fair it's still a mess it's just a longer mess (laughs) (laughs) yeah i said it um yeah if you disagree feel free to scroll on by because we don't care we don't want to get in a debate about it no we said it um that's our opinion like i say if you don't agree we tried to base it either on personal thing or our knowledge of the history of the characters kind of thing. Um, if we're wrong, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> our knowledge of it from the comic shouldn't affect the film. So it's just, yeah, things appear in the films that don't have a reason to be there other than fan service kind of thing. Anyway, I'm starting to rile people up again. Yeah, that's it anyway. So, um, yeah. Uh, this was our first sort of spoiler special section thing. Is it the first one? I think so. I don't think we've ever done one separately before, have we? No, not not a separate one. No, we haven't. No. We've probably spoiled plenty of shit within the context of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know why we're being yeah. so pressed about this. It's more that I <laughs> don't want people to not listen to the one that they normally listen to because they've got no fucking interest in this bit. That's but yeah, no. Um, yeah, like I say, if you have thoughts on the film, uh, that differ to ours unless you know if you're going to be a dick about it scroll on by because we will ignore you because <laughs> <laughs> life's too short and we've got other shit going on yeah so, but yeah thanks for listening I hope if you did disagree you at least can see where we're coming from um, yeah maybe you we said some things you hadn't considered Maybe we just bored the shit out of you for the last hour, but <laughs> it is what it is. It's what we do. This shit's free. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, cheers for listening. Uh, yep. I've been Stuart Moraine, and he's been... Um, bullshitless. No, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and I've been Andy Hanks. I've like you've given to this film. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm Andy Hanks. Thanks for listening. I think this is probably as long as the Snyder Cut itself, so you could have watched the film again. Probably. But, probably yeah, not. thank you very much. No. <laughs> yeah, all the links are in the previous episode, so you'll find them there or in the show notes. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Just bye.